Good evening, folks, and welcome back on this Saturday, the 13th day of May 2023. I'm your host, Mark Call. And as you probably know, oftentimes I'll spend most of the show talking about some of the major news events of the last week, sometimes some of the biggest lies that are being revealed of the last week or so. A lot of times, though, connecting the dots on all of those things, especially the ones they really don't want you to hear about at all. Today I'm going to take a little bit different tack, and I'm going to talk about some things that are really big in the news, certainly things that I suspect people need to be paying attention to, and um, more importantly, what does that mean? And we're going to do a little bit uh, of a different take on it today. Uh, you might call it informed speculation, but I'm actually going to refer to it as what it really is, some wargaming about where we are and what we might expect. And uh, once again, I'll tell you right up front that um, I, uh, I have a couple titles for this show, but I think the one that's probably going to be most apropos is... The level of evil, and by that I mean a level of evil that most Americans, indeed most of the world, has been already warned in Scripture, we cannot conceive. Even having begun to see it, we still can't conceive of the truly biblical level of evil that is out there. And um, oftentimes I'll begin with uh, laying out some of the... um, the things that are going on to make that case, um, I could spend the whole hour just recounting the elements that make the level of evil. While it doesn't completely help us to get our hands around just how high it goes, certainly it makes the case that it's uh, something incredible and uh, arguably biblical. But I want to start out with some of the things that are on the news, uh, at least uh, some of the uh, alternative press is talking about this week. For example, not that we didn't know this, the Biden fear, the criminal um, multi-bodied, uh, with body doubles that is, um, senile guy that has uh, infested the White House, has been pretty well shown to be what we know him to be, besides being senile and a criminal and a traitor and under Communist Chinese Party and just about every other um, thumb that you can think of. Yep, this week the House has laid out the fact that uh, while they can document over $10 million in foreign payments, the FBI, as of today, basically failed to provide subpoenaed records. They're still covering. Why are we not surprised? These are the people that literally uh, made stuff up and allowed it to be uh, entered into evidence, and they're still trying to prosecute the guy who legitimately won the election. Good grief. But um, there was another couple of things that I think help at least to... uh, explain and, and kind of set the, the scale on the level of evil. Who is George Santos, you might be thinking? Well, some small-time scum Congress critter from New York, who literally, um, amidst the Congress scum in New York, you could argue, is lost in the corruption. I mean, if you're not a Congress critter with corruption, you don't get to be a... Um, you don't get to be uh, the occasional cortex. You don't get slapped into office there. For crying out loud, you don't get to be a Hillary Clinton or a Chucky e. Schumer. You have to commit major crimes and really be able to gang rape the Constitution and Bill of Rights to sit in that seat. So who are we kidding? Well, the point of the George Soros arrest and really big high-profile press deal was because that was the day that the uh, Congress was going to come forward with their evidence, which was pretty much ignored about the Biden corruption, which amounts to actual, not just Um, influence peddling, but bribery, and yeah, let's just call it what it is, treason. The guy is a um, a foreign agent, or worse, has sold the country out. Now, that's literally where I'm going to head today. That's why I think some of this will be so important and so obvious. The... um, 
the confluence of these events, though, is the thing that at least helps us to, again, set the scale for where we are. All right, well, what else is happening today? And this is probably the one that's going to be more important, and it's going to set the stage for some of the war gaming. The border invasion, which has already gone into overdrive, is uh, today evidently going to go into warp drive. How bad is it? Well, it's so bad that even the leftist Daily Mail is warning about how ugly it's going to get. And uh, I've got several stories here. Uh, one of them to kind of, uh, again, set the stage. This is about a, a leftist in Arizona who's not as far left because she doesn't seem to want to be an outright communist. Uh, Kirsten Cinema, who the headline says tore into the White House for having no plan for the crisis facing Arizona, where she is from, and the various border towns, when the Title 43 restrictions, such as they are, which obviously haven't amounted to much, we've got thousands upon thousands a day already streaming into the border. This week alone, 10,000 people a day have already been encountered, that's a cute way to put it, isn't it, uh, by so-called border patrol. And, um, of course, um, catch and release is the operative term. And that is expected to go up dramatically when the so-called restrictions, such as they are, lift and the border completely disappears. Now, there's one element of this article that I think was kind of, well, I wouldn't say uh, funny haha, but funny tragic. The uh, the subheadings here say the free-thinking former Democrat said the federal government had left the border state. She represents Arizona without adequate resources. It's clear, she said, that the Biden administration, good grief, uh, while it had two years to prepare for the end of Title 42, failed to do so. Uh, no. All right, she's given them the benefit of the doubt that they don't deserve. That's not what happened, folks. They had two years to prepare for exactly what they have got planned so carefully that is going to kick into warp drive. They did, in fact, prepare, and you're seeing exactly what that looks like today. So um, understand how bad it's going to get. Now, there are a couple of other related elements. I've got some stories here that uh, will help lay that out. For example, here's a uh, CYA story. This is also from the Daily Mail. Too late. Too little, too late. No, it's a uh, deliberate attempt. The White House and the... Mayorkas, the so-called Homeland Security Secretary, the head of the SS, who warns migrants, yeah, now that it's too late and they, they aren't going to be paying any attention because they're already heading al norte, that if they cross after midnight, oh, it's not going to be as good for them as they might have thought. Yeah, all that is, the only, you know, you, the only you know what that that's covering is the scumbag who has been essentially making darn sure that they were ready to come across the border anyway. Uh, the, the situation has literally been weaponized, folks. I've got, Several other stories here. Um, one from a um, uh, an interesting webinar that was held by um, Frank Gaffney and some other people about how communist China, he calls it Xi's fifth column, and suggests that the physical assault on America has already begun. Whole lots of military-aged men, Chinese, OTMs, other than Mexicans, and others, combined with students, spies, businessmen, and other potential hostiles, are already inside the wire, across the border, and distributed throughout the country. There are 300,000 potential communist Chinese students, agents, spies, and others, innumerable other PRC nationals uh, loyal to the CCP, able to do its bidding, already here. Add to that um, millions more streaming across. You can just imagine, folks, what they have got planned. If you can't, that's one of the things we need to talk about today. 
the uh, the stories that have all come out around this, uh, you will not see them on the New York Post. Uh, I'm sorry, the New York Times or the WAPO. You may see them in the New York Post. Um, even the Daily Mail, again, is finally starting to say something about it. Oh, by the way, one more on that score. The door is open, says one of their other headlines. And that's the point that they make. Tens of thousands of, are waiting and watching. And the U.S. border is, in fact, so wide open that um, if the migrants decide that the Biden regime threats are hollow, <laughs> come on. Oh, there's only one place these desperate folks are headed. It says correctly, north. Okay, well, here's the other elements. They're getting little little help bags. Um, one of them is called from the OIM, another one of these NGOs uh, that's um, labeled Migracion. And it's, um, get this, it's called a pre-rape kit. Comes with male condoms and female condoms, morning after pills, and all kinds of indicators about what you do if you're a woman. And uh, basically the story says all the pretty women uh, are going to be raped. Uh, The same thing goes for kids. So that's why they get the rape kits. Isn't that special? As they head north um, in in response to the open administration. If they can get there, though, they get their free phone, they get their um, transportation, their bus passes, or if they're, uh, you know, um, probably the, the most dangerous of the illegal immigrants, maybe they'll get plane rides to wherever it is that the open cells are waiting for them. Again, it's hard not to be cynical, folks, because if you're cynical, you're not nearly prepared enough. Uh, here's another one. Um, the UN, the Red Cross, other New World Order NGOs have been handing out maps, materials with QR codes on their free phones to um, help the migrants know how to get the things that they are going to get when they get here. Subsidizing entry, food, infrastructure, transportation. What has happened is that the border has been weaponized against the United States. Now, if you go back and take a look at what we've seen over the last few years, anybody that's been to Britain uh, 20 years ago and then in the last couple of years knows that it's not Great Britain anymore. Uh, It's not even English anymore. Uh, Same thing goes for uh, France, indeed most of the EU. I saw stories, Morocco, uh, the Greek border with Turkey, the immigration there. And it's a plan, has literally destroyed those nations, uh, destroyed their law, destroyed their culture, destroyed their religious framework and whatever freedoms they once had, and turned them into something else. And that something starts with being third world, but from there it goes downhill. That is what is intended for here, and that is um, just part of the bigger point. Now, from there, I want to go back. This was a story that um, was actually run in 2018, I believe. Um, But it it goes back even further. This comes from uh, courtesy of InfoWars, also Paul Joseph Watson and others. It's called a flashback. It says there was a 2001, so this has been in the works for over 20 years, UN strategy document that's now getting fresh attention in light of the immigration, well, not crisis, no, the open border invasion, because it outlines the need and the plan to flood America and Europe, and they've already been doing it, with hundreds of millions of immigrants in order to, well, supposedly maintain population levels. No, that's not what it is. That's a conspiracy theory to say what they're intended to do is to repress to replace uh, Brits or French or uh, yeah, Americans with people that don't share any of the history, culture, or, for example, concept of what the rule of law means. Um, the strategy document sets out, says Watson, six potential scenarios for each country or region of the world necessary to meet their goal. How many immigrants, how many migrants, how many invaders do they need? In the case of the United States, you ready for this? The most extreme scenario, and uh, what do you guess? That's the plan, says it would be necessary to have, let's just say, 600 million immigrants 
by, um, well, from now, they've been working on it for years, through 2050. An average, ready for this, of 10.8 million per year. Well, guess what? As of this evening, they're going to be on track for that. 10.8 million. That's one major, huge city, folks, per year. And we're literally talking about uh, thousands, arguably tens of thousands or more per day. Uh, Europe has seen over 100 million that are going to be necessary by 2025. And um, again, this is one of those things that's pretty much uh, a done deal. Now, finally, let's talk about some of the other elements that have been suggested here as the border invasion goes into overdrive, because I think that's one of the things that will really help to explain and, and lay out the um, war gaming scenarios that I want to focus on. Alex Jones, in one of them, points out that uh, really er, there is there's something far worse here that um, he has inside information. Now, whether this is true or not, uh, I can't say. Don't know. But if you understand what has already been done, I can't say that there's anything, folks, that I would consider to be off the table or probably not in plan. Understand one other thing here. If you can war game these scenarios, if we can talk about them on this show and say here are the kind of things they might be planning in order to destroy what's left of the United States, realize that they have teams of people, think tanks, and computer systems and AI now that has been war gaming all of this and planning the alternatives for literally years. So here comes the uh, alternative uh, title for the show, because remember what Scripture says, the adversary, the bad guy, Hasatan, he comes but to steal, kill, and destroy. Look at the Communist Manifesto. Look at the way that they have traditionally done this. Look at the uh, various, um, uh, from Red Dawn to um, more, <laughs> oh, pick, pick a name for these various uh, titles and shows, but ultimately it's about overthrowing a country. Obama regime did it a number of a uh, number of ways. Uh, it's it's about creating chaos and mayhem on all fronts. Uh, one of the famous communist Chinese slogans or scenarios involves what's called the pinchers theory: pressure from above, pressure from below. Hit them on all sides. In other words, chaos is the goal. So many people invading. So many people already here. So much infrastructure being destroyed. So many acts of terror that they can basically do whatever it is that they've already been getting away with, but even more so. So let's talk about some of those elements. Again, the uh, the Alex Jones speculation was that there are cartels already operating. They pretty much own the Mexican border. That's been obvious for literally years at this point. Uh, I used to fly my plane down into Mexico and clear customs at various places, either in the Baja or several times in Matamoros. Uh, years ago, it's been a decade since the last time I went that direction, it was nasty then. And they tell me today, you're a fool if you even think about flying into some of those airports. There was a major gun battle on that border at a bridge today in Reynoso. So um, understand, it has really, really gotten ugly. The cartels run things. We see stories every week about American tourists that are silly enough to go out uh, getting killed and uh, executed or, or worse down there. And um, so, so what's the plan? Well, they're already bringing it across the border. There are stories about border towns or towns even that are further removed from the border in Texas and New Mexico and Arizona and other places that are already cartel run. They go in, they take over the city council. If they don't agree to, uh, to sell out, they kill them. Or they take their family hostage or say, hey, we will kill your, your, your mom, your dad, your brother, whatever, your kids. If you don't roll over, guess what? Most people will roll right over. Well, what the uh, what the Alex Jones claim was was that there has literally been uh, some kind of a deal struck. Uh, what kind of a, a high-profile um, 
uh, well, let's just say something out of the White House, maybe, would it take to, to get them to agree, the cartels to agree? Well, I guess if you think about Fast and Furious and realize that they were being given guns and that um, Eric Holder was uh, was on a kind of a, a fuzzy-wuzzy basis with a couple of the major cartels way back when, during the Obama regime, the first one, that is, as opposed to the O'Biden regime, that shouldn't surprise us at all. So what's going on? In other words, they are basically saying uh, we're going to have some kind of a deal with the devil and uh, we will coordinate attacks and terror attacks and the like in order to achieve a political goal. Now, let's slow down a bit and think about some of these things. Uh, a story that I think helps to buttress this point had to do with the, the so-called Allen Texas Mall shooter narrative. And uh, a really bad guy who they were saying was a white supremacist and so forth. Turns out he didn't look particularly white. Uh, one of the stories from Andy Ngo said, uh, is this the brown face of white supremacy? A leftist, the Bellingcat writer, has posted screenshots from the, purport, the purported obscure um, Odnak Lasniki socialist media profile of this guy, the so-called mass shooter Mauricio Garcia, and... Um, the more we learn about him, the more it kind of stinks to high heaven. Uh, the uh, the Jones information suggested that, no, he was, in fact, a vetted security professional, almost like somebody who was set up to try to look like a white supremacist, but really something else. Hey, gee, think January 6th. Think um, Las Vegas. Think how many times have we seen this? How stupid do we have to be not to recognize it? Here's the funny part. Even Elon Musk, says a story from the Gateway Pundit, isn't buying the uh, latest white supremacist narrative that the uh, Allen Texas mall shooter was a neo-Nazi. And he said, essentially, uh, didn't the story come from Bellingcat, which literally specializes in psyops, psychological operations? Continued Musk, I don't want to hurt their feelings, but this is either the weirdest story ever or a very bad psyop. In other words, folks, when you see things like this, understand that there is a larger agenda at play here, and it's not at all what you have been told. They're, they're going out and they're killing people. There was a guy that ran a bunch of folks down, uh, gruesome, uh, not using a gun, but uh, using a vehicle. And as we've seen, there are lots and lots of ways to kill lots and lots of people. Uh, I, sir, I saw in this, uh, this webinar that was by uh, Frank Gaffney's folks, uh, discussion saying, hey, with 300,000 Communist Chinese potential um, wannabe terrorists, CCP operatives, who knows exactly what their loyalties are, but it doesn't take that many of them to wreak major mayhem, especially with uh, Communist Chinese Party police agencies and coordination in almost all the major cities. Well, you know what? They pointed out there's only 100,000 gas stations in the entire United States. That's about um, three students per gas station. What would it take to blow up, uh, say, 10,000, 100,000 of them? Wouldn't that make a, a major mess if they were to get the order? Or if that is just something that's on the table, held in reserve for later. Do you see why I'm calling this wargaming? Because as many people has, as have already been welcomed in, and as many agents and cells and terror operatives, pick your loyalties, right? How many ISIS are in here? How many Al-Qaeda? How many fill-in-the-blank? How many Mexican drug gang? Uh, MS-13? Lots and lots and lots. If 1% of the 10,000 a day are, hey, gee, do the math, that's a whole lot of people, isn't it? Give them bus tickets, spread them all around, and you've got um, three six-person cells in every city in a week. Wow. In other words, folks, this thing has already been set up to go, um, you could almost say nuclear, and uh, arguably that even isn't uh, too far of a, uh, of a leap. Because could they be carrying bioweapons? 
Well, with as open as the borders are, if they aren't carrying bioweapons, somebody missed a really great opportunity, didn't they? And off, after all, uh, didn't the communist Chinese and their Wuhan buddies and uh, the Fauci flu people, didn't they just have a two-year demonstration of how not only inept, but, well, captured, that's a good way to put it, the American so-called government already is. In other words, if this wasn't a deliberate attempt to do the most nasty kind of dirty deeds that you could possibly do, then it requires a level of incompetence that stuns even those who believe the Biden Fuhrer is a legitimate president. Uh, this, folks, is way beyond the pale. What I'm pointing out here is any way you look at the level of evil that we're seeing, truly biblical, you can't help but think, oh, wow, uh, this has already gone way, way further than anybody would have even believed remotely possible, let's just say, two years ago. The same people that didn't believe an election could be stolen that saw, oh, yeah, not only did they steal an election, now they're consolidating their gains, eliminating the opposition, using warfare to silence anybody that dares to speak up. The Restrict Act is coming. That'll put a wooden stake in it. Uh, the Mark of the Beast, those other elements, yep, those are already coming as well. So uh, the effort to steal, kill, and destroy... Chaos, mayhem, pinchers on all fronts. We're certainly seeing all of that uh, laid out, and it's coming to play. Now, where I want to go from here, when we get back, I want to talk about a little bit more in terms of some of the scenarios and some of the things to be watching for. But um, I don't intend this to be a complete downer. Uh, obviously, the, the point is forewarned is forearmed. Be prepared for uh, nastiness like you have never believed possible, even conceivable, to be coming down, and we are already seeing it. Now, one thing that you're going to also see, uh, the, the gun battle on the Mexican border today, oh no, it was a, say it with me, it was a drill, it was an exercise, uh, no it wasn't, um, it was evidently a shootout between the Mexican military, or is it the uh, drug cartels, it's hard to tell the difference down there, isn't it? Oh yeah, and it's getting hard to tell the difference between the drug cartels in the United States and the FBI and the other criminal gangs isn't it? Because they're all basically serving the same team. And by that I mean Team Hasatan, the bad guy. So on every level, what we need to be able to do is to say, okay, um, if in fact what we're seeing is what it seems to be, and it is, then what does that mean for those of us that are wanting to be prepared? What does it mean for us to be ready um, economically, physically, and of course, as always, most important, spiritually? But it also means that um, one of the things we need to be doing today is uh, not just preparing quietly, but um, making sure that our neighbors, our friends, are aware of the level of evil. I think most people, if they're not spiritually inured to anything, are looking at what's going on and saying, no, this, this strange credulity. Come on, can that guy in the White House really be that stupid, that senile? Uh, there was another video up on the Daily Mail of him, uh, you know, walking into the walls, pretending to go off stage. And by the way, it didn't even look like he had the right lobe, so this may have been one of the body doubles. I guess if you want to be a Biden body double, you have to be at least semi-senile, maybe not quite as far down the curve towards uh, the uh, the vegetable level, um, the Pennsylvania Senate level. But but here we are, in other words, taking a look at all of these things. When we get back from the break, what I'm going to do is point out that um, there are a lot of elements that we can and should war game, think about, think through, prepare for, uh, think about scenarios. And one of the reasons, again, is because as we see these, as we let our um, our relatives, our neighbors, our friends know, and these things begin to come to pass, or at least they can see, well, if they haven't happened yet, we can surely see it from here. We can smell it from here. Uh, that will give us yet another clue of what we need to do in order to be ready for it. 
and to be prepared for it on all these fronts. Um, I want to make one more comment. This will take us into the break. The um, the budget battle. Yeah, that's a big deal. That's another one of the major distractions right up there with uh, this. Who? George Santos. And, oh, yeah, Trump was on CNN the other night. Wasn't that exciting? Uh, that's a distraction, too. Uh, guess what, folks? If the election isn't uh, is as rigged as last time, and don't think for a second they haven't been working for these years to make it even more so, it ain't going to make any difference who sits in the Oval Office or who the figurehead is. All of these things point in the same direction. Uh, but I mentioned the... Um, the default on the national debt, because that one is almost a laugher. The full faith and credit of the United States. The guy who's a senile, blithering idiot is saying, we can't allow this because it would affect the credibility of the United States. Oh, how awful would that be? Is there anybody out there who really still doesn't think that a communist Chinese party senile plant infesting the White House hasn't already pretty much destroyed any credibility the United States had? And we'll be right back. Good evening, folks, and welcome back now to the second segment of the show for this evening. I'm your host, Mark Collin. As it is, I think I've already tipped you off to the conclusion of this whole matter. And it has to do with the level of evil. And uh, I have, uh, I hope, laid out the case, and if it's not obvious already, it should be, that the level of evil that we're now seeing and the the intent, you know, it's been obvious since the COVID-19 pandemic and the Zyklon B injection that they really do want people dead. They want kids dead. They want them to be uh, transgendered, mutilated. They want to cut off their breasts and genitalia. If there's a way to kill kids, folks, they're looking for it. If there's a way to destroy families, they're looking for it. If there's a way to destroy your retirement, your home, they're already found it, and they are working hard to destroy what is left of the fabric of society and the rule of law on every front. In other words, we're seeing it. So um, where I wanted to go when we got back was a little bit of informed speculation about what this would look like. And uh, again, it's more appropriate to literally call it war gaming. But as we went to break, I mentioned this idea of the full faith and credit. Uh, how awful it would be if the U.S. defaulted. Well, now. We'll save that for later. Now, let's be honest here. The U.S. dollar... The almighty fiat dollar has never been anything but abomination, according to the Constitution and the Scripture. We haven't had honest weights and measures in this country, depending upon which form you look at, since 1965, for sure, when they got rid of the silver and the coinage. In 1971, tricky Dick Nixon even reneged on the promise to pay dollars for, for gold, um, and that made it fully fiat. But the American people were robbed of their gold years ago. So, you know, when was the actual end? Any way you slice it, it's been 50 years now since the U.S. dollar was anything except a fake. The full faith and credit of a fake? Well, it's zero. What is eventually going to happen? What has always and throughout history, without exception, happened to every single fiat currency in history? 
fire or ice. Usually it ends in hyperinflation. It could end in a deflationary collapse, but I doubt that. I, I suspect they'll, they'll print it to oblivion like they did in Zimbabwe and the Weimar Republic and so many other places before. So what are we looking for? The full faith and credit is a joke. And it's a joke for all the reasons that I mentioned. You can't have a senile cretin that's a, you know, literally a whore for the Communist Chinese Party infesting the White House that everybody in the world with half a brain knows didn't win the election and certainly isn't honest and is in fact a traitor to his own people. And then you go, well, that's exactly what we're seeing, isn't it? On any scale, from the border invasion to the Zyklon B injection to the, the, the destruction of the, uh, the dollar. Oh yeah, let's not forget what they're doing to energy. Let's wipe out all energy so we can do what we did to Europe and to Germany, to the American people. Tell them you need an electric car. Now, we can't charge the electric car that you might already have if you're one of the uh, one in ten people who's who's been duped into buying one of the things. But wait, when we get as many people as we can suckered into them, and they have loans that they can't pay off besides, well, then you'll find out, ah, you can't all charge them at the same time. But when the power grid goes down because there's no fossil fuels, you can't charge them at all. And you can't go anywhere at all, but don't worry, you won't have to go anywhere. You'll be home defending your family, uh, your uh, your property from the hordes, the tens of millions of illegal alien invaders that are coming across and want to kill you, rape your wife, steal your stuff, and eat your bodies after you're dead. Am I exaggerating? Oh, that's the problem. I just wish we were. The level of evil here is a biblical proportion. It's off the charts. By the way, you can read Deuteronomy chapter 28 and the curses in Leviticus that literally have to do with cannibalism and say, ooh, would they go there? Answer, you don't think they've read it? You don't think they have war-gamed this and have the plan in place, the mayhem, um, the, the chaos on all fronts, the pincher's theory? Let's talk about one of the specifics of what I think is, in fact, a... Um, a, a pretty good bet, and this again came from uh, some of Alex Jones's people and the discussion he has been talking about. But um, think it through. We saw all of these. Um, well, how many how many times have we seen gun-free killing zones turned into blood baths? Answer. Over and over and over and over and over again. How many times have we seen false flags? How many times have we seen it with transgenders or with people who uh, arguably are mentally incompetent because they're probably taking SSRI drugs, although they never, ever tell you about that. They'll tell you what kind of gun he had, whether he stole it or not. Uh, they don't like to even talk about places where somebody screwed up and tried to be a copycat and didn't get the right gun-free killing zone or weren't careful enough at checking it out and making sure it was truly gun-free. But over and over and over again, we have seen the pattern. Now what we're going to see, I will contend, is the next phase. And the next phase says um, we need lots and lots of events. We're going to see more actions, more terrorist events. I mentioned the, the possibility of blowing things up. They've already been blowing up, for example, agricultural facilities, food processing facilities, uh, grain elevators, and other kinds of things. We can see that on a, it's been, it's been a legion already, but we can see that on a massive scale that, that most people can't even begin to believe. Okay, two elements then. Two elements that I think will play out and that we must address. One, and I've already mentioned this, but that's the CCP connection. 
And that webinar that I referred to a couple of times is just one example. Frank Gaffney, I mentioned a couple of the other names that were involved here. Michael Yon, former Green Beret. And um, he's been um, very big in, for, in terms of watching what's going on in the Darien Gap. That's one of the uh, the places, uh, the, the bridge essentially between uh, South America and North America, where uh, the Majorcas regime and others have been uh, inviting people in, making sure they're properly equipped for the journey al norte. Um, Charles Sam Fadden, former uh, career clandestine service officer, CIA, Army veteran, author of The Decline and the Fall of the CIA. Um, Oliver Buck Ravel, assistant director of the FBI in charge of criminal investigations. I guess maybe that was back when they were honest because he's coming out and speaking out about it. Um, John Guandalo, understanding the threat, combat veteran, uh, U.S. Marine Force uh, recon officer and so forth. So a lot of these people, in other words, have connections to pay attention and understand what's going on. And they're looking at this from a military perspective and saying, um, guess what? It is clear that what we have is an actual war already in place. They, they call it Xi's Fifth Column. And uh, that's, uh, I guess, on top of the other columns that have invaded and taken over Washington, D.C. I can't tell you how many stories I've talked about, but for every one that I've talked about, I've seen five saying it. not just the Biden Fuhrer and all of those in the upper positions. Uh, yeah, you have to be a transgender or some kind of a nutcase or a pervert in order to qualify, but there's no shortage of those, especially if you're on the take for the communist Chinese, like um, Bang Bang with Fang Fang, Eric Swalwell, and so many others. You pick a high-ranking Congress critter, folks, and the odds are you can find the Chinese communist connections with a simple gulag search even. Well, if you look down a few thousand pages, it's out there. This is not news. But what are we saying? Uh, communist China has been engineering what we're seeing going on. And if you think about it, it makes perfect military sense. They own the West Coast, the left coast entirely. They could come ashore any place, but why not come ashore where they'd be welcome with open arms in um Gruesome Newsom's People's Republic of California, where they're already talking about paying out the better part of a trillion dollars that they don't have anyway, but they'll just print it. Well, they'll get somebody to print it for them. Maybe the communist Chinese will print it for them in reparations. What a distraction. When the communist Chinese ships unload at the communist Chinese-run ports, they'll have a, 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 free, a free time coming inland, at least for the first hundred miles or so, but... It takes a lot of ships to bring in that many troops. They'll get them here eventually. But uh, I guess it's helpful to have some preposition, right, throughout the United States. Have them south of the border and ready to come in as well. Have them already prepared on so many fronts. And guess what? If you can get Americans fighting each other, if they can be softened up, oh, let's come back to this one. If they can be disarmed first, they need to be. Remember what the uh, the Japanese uh, general warned in World War II? There might be an American with a rifle, even in California, because it was free back then, behind every blade of grass. Well, obviously, there is a very big move, and that's the other item I want to mention, uh, for gun confiscation. And all of this begins to fit together. So let's let's deal first with the reasons for communist China's interests, which are obvious. Taiwan. Uh, one of the things that you will hear talked about in Taiwan is the um, the the most high tech, large wafer fab facilities on planet Earth. In other words, um, back when I was doing um, uh, when I was involved in this industry years ago, uh, you had bigger and bigger fab lines. In other words, if you want to make really really dense chips microcomputers and high-end uh, electronics, what you need are really, really tiny circuits, which is called, well, first it was lithography, and then it was later X-ray lithography, because with smaller wavelengths, you can make smaller little junctions. You can cram more transistors on a chip. And then, oh, guess what? You need bigger and bigger wafers, too. 
The wafer is the semiconductor thing. They used to be three, four, five inches in diameter. Now they're way bigger than that even because, remember, the number of chips you can put on there, as they get smaller, it goes up dramatically. But as you put more transistors on a chip, well, you need bigger wafers too so you can get more chips on a great big wafer. Taiwan leads the world by leaps and bounds. Ain't nothing nowhere comes close to what they're able to do. So wouldn't it be wonderful if the communist Chinese could just take over Taiwan? And it's a good thing they got their buddy in the White House that might just let them, right? Or at least might put up a paper tiger kind of fight and say, oh, we're really pissed off. If you try this, uh, you just will double dog dare you. Oh, you did it. All right. In other words, we can almost expect that. Now, if I was going to invade communist, uh, if I was going to invade Taiwan, uh, what do you think would be a great way to kick it off? Wouldn't you like maybe an economic collapse in the United States first? Wouldn't you like a whole bunch of terrorist attacks? Wouldn't you like a major border invasion? Wouldn't you like a lot of things that people would say, hey, I'm more concerned about the thousand invaders coming across Texas and Arizona than I am the uh, um, invasion of uh, Taiwan 9,000 miles away? Hmm. If you understand the military tactics, and that was the point of some of these um, people literally looking at what's going on and saying, isn't it obvious? They own the White House. They own the Congress. They own the U.S. military. They've got them not only dumbed down and gayed and LGBTQ transgendered up, but they've got them injected and poked. They couldn't fight a war if they needed to. Oh, and besides which, they've shipped all of their munitions and their ordnance and everything else that might be used to repel an invasion, say from communist China or from the south. It's been shipped over to Ukraine. Isn't that convenient? The pieces, folks, cannot be denied when you see how well they fit together. Again, once you see it, you can't unsee it. So there are military reasons why communist China would like to take over first Taiwan. By the way, once they have Taiwan and the United States then is economically cut off from the ability to manufacture chips and to replenish, uh, well, its military industrial complex and its ordnance and all those kind of things, which they have been destroyed anyway as the infrastructure has been gutted and shipped overseas. The United States is already essentially dead. Stick a fork in it. What I'm suggesting is the only question is now, if you're going to do it, you know the old story, if you watch the monster movie at the end, and you want to put down the monster, once he's down, you better unload your magazine into him. You better stick a wooden stake in it and, and fire that silver bullet into the heart and the head and then dismember him and, and uh, throw uh, holy water on what's left. And uh, that, I think, is what we're seeing here as far as the communist Chinese plan. question is... Um, and, and here's the story that, that I, I saw in this uh, Frank Gaffney thing as well. Um, if people actually think, oh, well, we need to write our Congress critter. Yeah, those communist Chinese plants in Congress, they'll tell the Biden regime, stop doing this. And they'll stop it, right? Uh, you really? Are people really that stupid? You think this regime is going to do anything except what they have already done and gotten away with for so long? I would suggest the answer is, uh, come on, who are we kidding? All right, back to the other element, though, because uh, seriously, the major threat for a major land and sea invasion is exactly what the Japanese were worried about, World War II era, an American with a gun behind every blade of grass. And let's think about what the invasion from the south looks like and what might go on there. Uh, so imagine this. The Customs and Border Patrol has been told to stand down, so-called law enforcement. They watch these people come in. You look and see what's going on in the Texas legislature, the governor's office. All the people that are saying, oh, we're really, really upset about this. We want to have humanitarian aid. We want all these millions of people. When they come and invade, we want to make sure they don't starve, that the little kitties have a nice place to go to school as they're invading and taking over people's ranches, farms, homes. 
and uh, everything that they thought was theirs. Oh, in other words, folks, they're not even focused on the real issue. The real issue is a physical military invasion. And uh, don't think for a second that even if all the people that come in aren't armed, that this isn't, isn't a military takeover that is, in fact, underway. So what does that mean? Well, what it means is that CBP has already been given the order. They're standing down. Mallorcas and the traitors that have been inviting these people in have not only stood down. Again, they have been inviting them in. They're giving them their free cell phones and their bus passes. You think they're going to do what's necessary to stop an invasion at the southern border? You think, for example, they're going to call out the military, bring home the Navy and say blockade the uh, the ports, not to prevent the um, the stuff from coming out, but from the communist Chinese troop carriers from coming in. It's not going to happen. Uh, where does this lead us? And, and here's where I'm going to suggest we need a little bit of war gaming, a little bit of a thought experiment. Uh, what it leads to is, and we saw this in Arizona, if you recall, there was a rancher there. The story has literally disappeared from the press. They've charged him with murder. Uh, why? Well, because this guy basically went out and found um, drug cartel members. It sounds like, although uh, we're not going to see it, the courts aren't going to allow the evidence. to be. Who knows what's going to happen down there, folks? But one thing's for sure, you're not going to get the truth from the press, right? In any case, um, what we can't know is how many encounters this fella had had with various types of criminals trespassing on his property, killing his cattle, cutting his fences, and uh, threatening to, uh, to rape him and his wife and kill them and eat their bodies. Who knows? But ultimately, that is exactly where we're headed. And don't think that it's not. When the masses come in and they say, well, we're hungry, you got food, we're taking it. We're going to kill your, your chickens, your goats, your sheep, your livelihood. We've already cut your fences, trespassed, and destroyed your property. We've already killed your crops and eaten all of those. Now we're going to kill you and eat you, and we're going to take anything you've got so that when we go north from here and go to the next rancher, we'll have your guns too so we can kill them. Oh, and guess what? If that son of a gun dares to fight back, well, there's thousands of us. We'll overrun it. He can't guard all four sides of his house at once. And when he tries, we'll overrun him, and we'll shoot him, and we'll kill him, and then we'll have more guns to take. So what we're seeing here is a, um, a plan. And I'm going to suggest that um, one of the elements that is, is part of the, the drug cartel interaction is gun confiscation. Now, the Biden Fuhrer has already made this really clear. It's not like we don't know. Oh, we're not coming to take your guns. The hell they're not. They're coming to take everything you own, and they got to take the guns first so they can get the rest without being able to uh, have an armed response. So let me let me just lay this out and, and think about it. Think about it from the perspective of an outgunned, overrun American populace that finally decides I've had enough of it. I was okay with a thousand a day, but ten thousand a day is kind of starting to wear on me. And for all of those farmers and ranchers that are on the southern border that have been dealing with this problem for years and years, I remember years ago had an opportunity to transfer to Tucson and I looked at property in that area and, um, I saw some of the ranches that I actually looked at and thought, oh, you know, could you buy this and put an airstrip on here? And the answer is yeah, but I decided then, praise Yah, that uh, no, I wasn't going to take that job offer. Nevertheless, folks, those people, those people have been living through absolute hell for years. What's going to stop the invasion? Nothing. The United States military is not going to stop it. Ultimately, I suspect, and I think this is part of the plan, this is why I call this a war game thought experiment, I think the plan is to say, let's get Americans so bent out of shape, so pissed off, that not only are we killing, are we killing their cattle, cutting their fences, taking their property, destroying it, making it a living hell on earth, they can't even sleep at night for fear that we'll bust down the doors, rape his wife, and eat your dead bodies. 
that they're going to start saying anybody trespasses on my property, what? Trespassers will be shot on sight. Well, the Arizona Attorney General, all of the Soros people are saying, you dare to do that? We don't care about the illegal aliens. We're going to give them free phones, but your ass is in jail. We're going to try you for murder. Who do you think you are, free individual with property rights? This is exactly, folks, what I will contend the real issue, the war game is all about. It's about getting things to be so ugly that Americans will say the U.S. military isn't defending my property. I had better, or I'll be dead anyway. I don't know. I suspect we've already seen, or we should have already seen, exactly that kind of thing happening. How many ranchers have been killed? By the way, take a look at what happened in South Africa. And see, I, I heard statistics out of South Africa that were horrific. The communist Mandela came in, took over. They literally killed and burned out and uh, evidently ate as well. But who knows what the reports are going to say, right? They killed out and, and uh, destroyed the white farmers, killed the boar. There was even a song about it. This has been going on for years. They have war-gamed it and played it out and seen how it happens in the various kinds of um, well, exercises that have already been run successfully in places from South Africa to uh, the EU around the world. So back to the gun confiscation priority. In other words, what I suspect we're going to see are people on the southern border, but later there are going to be border towns. Remember, there are cells now throughout the country. Even the, how bad is it? The mayor of New York is warning that uh, it's bad up there. And they, they love these people because they basically have been inviting them in and subsidizing them, and they're all communists to the core anyway. So when they start to complain in New York, you know that it's way, way past the, uh, the point of being deniable anymore. How does the gun issue work? Well, they get enough people to come in and do terror things that people start saying, to hell with the laws, I'm going to carry. I'm going to try to fight back. And guess what? Whereas before, they had to have uh, the, um, the guy that's not really a white supremacist that they had to, uh, to put in place and pretend, right? Elon Musk, that's the one I mentioned uh, there in the, the mall shooter. Well, there'll be no shortage of actual ones that they'll be able to brand as what? white supremacists and racists and uh, anti-immigrant types who are essentially just saying, look, I was I feared for my life. Well, you're not going to hear that story. You're not going to hear exactly what they did to their cattle, their goats, their chickens. Uh, oh, well, you know what? Isn't it interesting? As the grocery store shut down and there isn't going to be any food available, your cattle, your goats, your chickens become a matter of life and death. They steal your food. You're going to end up starving to death. Isn't that a literally a threat to your life? But wait a minute. No, it's not going to show up that way in court, you know, because you're not going to have your day in court. They've already got the book thrown at anybody, and they're going to make examples of people to begin with. So what am I suggesting? I'm suggesting that the gun confiscation is high on the agenda. And what they're going to do, and I think this is obvious, but again, it's part of the war gaming, uh, there will be some very high-profile probable false flags with the goal of saying we'll get the copycats we'll get enough people pissed off we will finally get the american people along that beleaguered southern border to say i've had enough and then mayorkas and the gestapo and those who hate the american people and want them dead will pull out their final solution and they'll go and say well we can't have you people resisting what we've got planned for you with firearms now can we possession of a firearm firing squad that's what adolf did when he took over poland you possess a gun, we're going to throw away the key. No, we'll just ship you off to the camps. Maybe you'll be safer in the camps anyway because your ranch has already been confiscated by the illegal aliens. At the point where people get really pissed off and the bullets start to fly, that is when the regime is now able 
to execute their final solution, to say we're going to confiscate the guns. Oh, and by the way, I mentioned the um, full faith and credit and the, um, the credibility of the United States and the default on the debt. Why is it that I don't necessarily think that's going to happen yet? Well, partly it's because we got sellouts in the Congress. That's obvious. They'll sell out, kick the can down the road. But also because that's a, uh, that's a great threat that you can keep in reserve if the first pl- phase of the plan, the pinchers and all of the things that you've got planned as far as the Communist Chinese Party invasion with Taiwan and coming up from the south and the invasion of uh, the border, if all of that doesn't come to pass, you can still put a cork, put a, put a fork in the dollar, put a cork in the bottle and, and make it end. Anytime you want later on. I mean, it's already a dead man walking, right? All you got to do is just pull an obvious plug. So my point is the following, and, and as we got uh, going to the last minute or two here, uh, this is the thing that I want to I want to mention and, and emphasize. Oh, by the way, um, one more. This this has to be on the table. Uh, there's a new immigration bill. Would you believe this? Called E Verify. This is essentially the mark of the beast. And um, wouldn't it be wonderful if you had this major invasion and they said, oh, the only way we can stop the invasion? And um, the Biden regime, of course, will say, we're going to fix it. Yeah, you know they're, they're really going to fix it, right? They've, they've already laid the groundwork for the claim, but it's a lie. But we will fix it with E-Verify. In other words, the mark of the beast. You real Americans, you better go out and get your chip, your mark of the beast, get your socialist credit score, do all the things you need to. Oh, we're going to put the Restrict Act in place, too, so that we can have all of these things ready to <laughs> – pull the shutters on you slaves and lock the key and throw away. You'll live in the places we say for you to live. We're going to get you off the ranches, out of the rural areas, back into the uh, the compact 15-minute cities. You'll be disarmed, of course, before you go there. Otherwise, you wouldn't probably go willingly anyway. So all of this stuff is coming together, and it's all really ugly. And uh, you already know the solution. I mean, I've talked about the solution as long as I've been doing the show. The solution remains the same. Know who you serve. Come out of her, my people, and so forth. But what I hope to add to that this week, and yes, this has been certainly, uh, I hope, at least eye-opening, is the truly level, the truly biblical level of evil that we're dealing with here, and the fact that um, if you haven't at least started to warn people about it, now is the time to do that as well. Um, ultimately, yeah, Ben Franklin had it right. If we don't hang together, we will almost assuredly hang separately. But beyond that. There are going to need to be good people coming together, uh, arming themselves, running watches, watching the boundaries of subdivisions, or in our case, a mesa, or homes, or places to retreat that's out in the hinterlands, certainly preparing together and hopefully being able to pray together and for one another, because what's been coming is here. We've got a pretty good idea about what's coming next, so we'd better have an even better idea about who we serve.